Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you're very welcome back. And it's official. Finally, it's happened. It'll always be a work in progress, but it's finally up and running and it's functional. www.thestephenmullen.com com is up and running and there is a new tour of my show ouch the one that i did in edinburgh is going on tour and if you want to find out about when this tour is happening and when there is a date coming closer to you just go on to the stevenmullen.com and uh, sign up to the mailing list and i will be writing you a uh, monthly i think is, is health is a healthy enough uh, number to let you know about all the things that are coming up i kind of like doing that a bit better like spend a bit of time in crafting out a lovely email that's going to brighten up your inbox for you with a few little surprises and funny bits of writing here and there um anyway that's where i'm going to deliver the news first and foremost to tell you when tickets go on sale for the tour as you will see on the website there's already just a couple of dates up there at the moment that was just to kind of get the website up and running so the full tour has not been announced yet um, but yeah spring tour is happening but tickets are going on sale shortly so get on to www.thestevenmullen.com to sign up to the mailing list and get all the latest news right let's do this Back, ladies and gentlemen, for this Friday, the 30th of September, 2022. You're very welcome back. It is good to be back. Uh, it's good to be back chatting to you after a few episodes that we've we've had interesting ones on the road. We've had Taron on for the last couple of episodes, but so much has happened that I thought that this week I would come on and I would just have a general chat with you guys and uh, keep you up to date with what's going on and talk through a few of the things that we've gone through in the last few episodes. Because my word... Did I get the text messages? Uh, text, well, that, that was old school, wasn't it? No, I meant the the messages on social media. And thank you so much to everybody for a lot of messages. You really enjoyed us talking about the dating stuff, as I, as I pretty much thought you would. Um, that's why, I, I mean, I've, I've said it a few times. We'll see moving forward, but I definitely had, um, and Taryn and I talked about it on the podcast, um, an idea of doing kind of a, a dating or relationship or, you know, type of podcast where you could get guests on um, and talk about love life and dating world and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I suppose one thing you got to be, I suppose, it, it's great to talk about. One thing you, you got to be careful about is like, I'm no expert, you know what I mean? I'm no relationship expert, but all I use is, and I think it's, I think it's, it's invaluable is all I use is my sensitivity and I am a very sensitive dude 
And I think there's a lot more of sensitive dudes out there. We're just, we're not there at the moment where, where guys get to come out as sensitive as such. And, um, and, uh, and I do love, for whatever reason, I do love talking about relationship stuff, love stuff, and all that kind of stuff. So we'll be doing that a lot more on the podcast, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. I remember seeing Gabriel Byrne, the great actor, Gabriel Byrne, in an interview, and him saying that he loves hanging around with women, and he loves having those, inverted commas, gossipy conversation, conversations or relationship conversations and all that kind of stuff. And I've always loved it. And when he said that... In an interview that I saw years ago, I thought, oh, yeah, that's me too. I, lo- I love all that stuff, you know. I think it was on Miriam Meets. I think it was on um, Miriam O'Callaghan's radio show on RT1 one Sunday morning years ago. Maybe if you check it out, it might be a, a, a good podcast to listen to as well. But I do love all those types of conversation. And Taryn is great crack. Now, I actually happened to be gigging with Taryn again last night. I know you'd swear we're a couple the way that we go on. But I can report. I mean, I don't want to give any of it away, but... Taryn will be back on the podcast, and let's just say, you know, things are going well on that front. Because, as you all know, the first time she came on the podcast, it was to talk about quite bad experiences that she had been having very recently in Dating World. I wouldn't go as far as to say as heartbreaking, but disheartening, I would say, is the term I would use. And now, as, you know, when she came on the second podcast, when we were on the road back from Galway... Things were going quite well. So it's very interesting how things can turn in, in, in the space of a few days. She went from going, I'm never going on a date again, feck the dating apps, to, oh, I really like this guy. And he seems like a nice guy. So you never know what's around the corner. Also, I think it's very easy to quickly go, oh, I fucking hate the dating apps. Like the apps are the problem. It's not the apps, is it? It's people are the problem and that's just life, <laughs> you know? On both sides, for men and for women, it's just life. You know, we're going to meet some Lou Laz, and we learn from the experiences as well. Got some lovely messages in from people. I got one uh, in uh, very recently that asked me a very specific bit of advice that I will share now. Obviously, won't give any, any names away or anything like that. But this woman was saying that she'd gone on a couple of dates with a man who was 40, and she was 31. And she was worried about the age gap. And they've gone on two dates. And I responded, I said, if I can be honest, I'll say, listen, I know you're not a bad person. I'm not saying that at all. But to be worrying about that at this point is a little bit shallow. Now, that's coming from the perspective of thinking, as I said to the individual, you need to focus on the good things. Take it one date at a time. Don't be panicking. Don't be turning up to this date and wondering, is this going to fit in with my idea of what I think life should be or what I think a relationship should be or what it is specifically that I want? Because if you go into these situations with preconceived ideas or preconceived notions or essentially boxes that have to be ticked as to what it is that you want... You're not really experiencing life. If we're really going to be going off into any part of life, not just relationships, if we're really going to be going, I want bam, 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 it's very hard to experience life then, isn't it? Now, don't get me wrong. I think it's good to aim for stuff, 
I think it's good to set goals. I think it's good to have ambitions. But they can't be the be-all and end-all. And we do, I talk about myself as much as everybody else, we should set goals. We should work towards stuff. We should want specific things. And we should think about specifically what it is that we want. But we also have to accept that life is more powerful than we are as an individual. And you never know when it's going to, where it's going to take you. So you have to be open to that as well. Now, I'm glad this individual liked the advice that they were given. I said, take it one day at a time and focus on the good things. And if at this moment in time, the guy is good, there's a connection, which is very important and very hard to get as well, then focus on that. Explore that connection. Surely that's life giving you something positive. Obviously, if there's other red flags or there's other things around that scenario, that situation that you're kind of going, I shouldn't be getting involved with this individual, then that's life telling you that as well. But if there's good things, if it's a gentleman, if there's a connection, if you really like him because you connect on the things that you talk about, or he respects you in a way that you really like, he makes you laugh, all these kinds of different things, then just spend time with enjoying those aspects And don't think about, oh, where's this going? Where's this going? Where's this going? Enjoy that on the date. And at the end of it, decide whether you want to go on another date and take it one date at a time. I do remember, I do recall, actually, as I am saying this, as I'm saying to take it one date at a time, again, I'm not going to name names, but I remember, um, I don't know if this individual, if she listens to the podcast, but you know who you are if I say this. When back, way back when, over 10 years, um, I'm saying, well, I think it was around 2013. And uh, I was going out with a girl at the time. And uh, I don't think that's relevant to this story. (laughs) But um, I remember meeting an individual who lived in my neighborhood. I was was, was in the the same area that I I live in now. And uh, I went and met him. I went with me and the the girlfriend at the time. We went over to meet a a friend of mine who I was in a play with. And uh, she was living in in this house uh, with a, with a couple of other girls, and we used to call over and have a cup of tea. It was just a bit of a bit of banter like that, or a bit of you know just hangout time. So anyway, myself and and the girlfriend at the time went over to hang out, and we started having these conversations about relationships and dating and love life and all this kind of stuff. I would have been a man in my uh, late twenties at that stage, and I think she was a little bit older than me at the time. Uh, not my friend, it was the friend of a friend. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Met this woman, we're all sitting down around the table, and she's talking um, about the fact that I think that day she had just broken up with the guy that she was seeing. And she was very sad about it. So this intrigued me because I was like, you broke up and you're sad about it. So if you're sad about it, I'm thinking, well, he must have broken up with you. But then I discover, no, she, she broke up with him. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So you obviously really like this guy and you broke up with him and you feel sad about that now. Do you not see the contradiction? It's kind of what I said to her at the time. And the more I investigated and the more I asked, I said, um, I realized that this had been going on and off for, for I think, about a year at a time. And she was struggling to commit to it. She had preconceived ideas of what she wanted. And one of the things that was a problem, 
And I remember saying at the time, that is, excuse my French, fucking ridiculous. One of the things that she had a problem with uh, with dating this guy was that she didn't like that she was bigger boned than he was, shall we say. <clears throat> that she was a larger figure than him. And I was like, really? Is that what's stopping you from having a relationship with this guy? And subsequently I found out that after they broke up, that she'd spent the whole of that afternoon walking around the park and having chats and conversations with him for the whole afternoon. So I'm like, sorry, you broke up with him and then you're walking around the park together basically exploring this connection that you have and yet you're still standing by the fact that you're breaking up with this guy. It doesn't sound to me like you want to break up with him at all. And she got to a point where finally she admitted that, said that she did like him, and that I said, why don't you just, like, you obviously care about this guy, am I right? And she said, yeah. I said, well, why don't you just take it one day at a time, just love him today. If that's how you feel about him today, then love him today and forget about tomorrow. Right? And weirdly, she listened to that advice, I think about six months later, I went to a party in that house and I walked out the back to the garden and there she was with this guy and uh, they were smiling. He said hi, lovely chap. And they were holding each other in an embrace and I was really happy. I was like, that's cool. I hope they've it worked out since that conversation, you know. That's really cool. And she did text, I think she texted me at the time and said, yeah, that had worked out. Well, the moral of that story, ladies and gentlemen, is that they both live in the area of Dublin that I live in somewhere. And I follow her on Instagram. And I love watching her life. The joy that she has as she's going on lovely beach trips or going on holidays or going on hikes with her, what I think is now husband, but with their three children. And it looks joyous. I'm sure there's... (laughs) There's difficult parts of it as well, but imagine that all those things, those three kids, for example, didn't happen because of this preconceived notion that she couldn't be with somebody who was a smaller body shape than her. Isn't that madness? Now, let's be honest. We all do these things all the time. We all have these stupid ideas of what things should or shouldn't be, not even just in relationships, in, in our jobs, in our careers, in our ideas of ourselves. We have these preconceived notions that, geez, they're just blocking us, aren't they? They're stopping us from having a bit of crack in life or going on an adventure or, you know, learning something new, having a great new experience. So, yeah, I was thinking about that with myself. As I just posted on Instagram recently enough, I, I did a gig last night and, and a fella came up to me. <laughs> of all the things to say, I don't know if he was referencing a joke that I had said on stage. I don't know. But he said, I loved your set, steve Great stuff. And you've lost a bit of weight. I saw you at Vicar Street. <laughs> and I kind of going, I'm, it's still in my head today, like, you know, going, was I fat? Was he saying that I was fat or that I looked like shit or... Is that, do we do that? I remember when I was a kid, people used to point out to people that, like now I wouldn't say to someone, you've lost a bit of weight, I'd say to them, you look great. 
But also, that's somebody that I know. Not a stranger. <laughs> that is the funny thing about this game, being a comedian. The job is to try and create work to entertain people. And you obviously, you want to have a fan base to do it. And you uh, you have a relationship of sorts with with a fan base. But it's a weird line to 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 walk where, you know, I understand loads of people send me messages on social media as if um, we're best pals or something like that. <laughs> I've talked about it before, getting overly familiar or whatever, and he's probably just used to seeing me every day that he, you know, on social media that he just thinks we're pals, and then he goes, uh, how are you looking well? You lost a bit of weight. <laughs> like, and to me, from my end, I'm going, I don't know who this person is, and they're commenting on my weight to me, <laughs> about my weight. <laughs> but anyway, no harm, no foul. And obviously, the massive news, I don't know if you guys, if everybody listening here is on social media, um, but obviously the huge news of this week um, was, and let's be honest about it, it was it was bigger than the Queen, was that I got a haircut. <laughs> um, I mean, you got to take the good with the bad as well, so I mean, thank you everybody <laughs> for sending <laughs> the lovely messages in about the haircut. I just thought I'd go for something different. I didn't go as far as I was going to go, but anyway, I'll tell you about that another time. But thank you for all the lovely compliments. Isn't it funny how something little in life can um, just cheer you up? This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Get a, get, get a little bit of a haircut and uh, you, can feel, you can feel better about life, I suppose. So uh, thank you very much for all the lovely messages. I will tell you, though, the shortness that I've gone on the sides, my goodness, you're feeling the temperature. Is it just me? Is it just Ireland? I don't know where you are listening around the world. I don't know what the temperature... I can't quite figure out. I'm not Googling it now, but what the temperature is in the US right now. But winter is certainly coming in Ireland. That is for sure. As I'm sitting in... I'm actually in my bedroom recording today. Sitting on my bed. I've, I honestly feel like I should be wearing two hoodies. The temperature is definitely dropping. But also, are we all on the same buzz? Are we all on the same buzz of refusing to put on the heating? <laughs> we are being scaremongered something serious. But to be fair, it's not scaremongering, is it? It's kind of, the prices have gone up crazy. So it's like, put on your hoodies, put on your gloves. I ain't putting the feckin' heater on. We're walking around in my house at night time with torches. We're not turning on the lights. <laughs> Yeah, cold showers, the whole feckin' lot, you know? But yeah, the world's gone mad in the old electricity bills. But uh, again, is it just me? I feel like it's come fast here in Ireland. You do be wondering about the global warming thing, don't you? Because usually in Ireland, we get a decent September with a good bit of sun. A good bit of... We, get a, we generally get a bit of a purple summer, don't we? We get a bit of heat in September. Every September was the same when we went back to school and we had brand new uniforms. And... It was roasting. We're sweating in these woolly jumpers that we have to wear in school. But it doesn't feel like it's kind of happened this year. I mean, sometimes even I've noticed, I think it was last October that I've noticed, you know, it it wasn't that cold. I mean, I remember definitely at times in the last few years that it didn't get that cold in October. It stayed pretty mild. But it ain't mild now. It's definitely cold. It's definitely nippy. I'm feeling it in my hands, that's for sure. I don't know how quick temperatures drop in the likes of... Um, I know some of you are on the East Coast in the US over there in Boston and New York City. But I know you guys get harsh winters. So I'm just, I am wondering, what is the temperature difference like over there? But it is a night. Lots of people are commenting on like, it's, I kind of like it. Lots of people, I like it. I like the clothes more than anything. It's true. It's nice to have nice hoodies or woolly hats or nice overshirts and nice jackets and all that kind of stuff. It is nice. I didn't appreciate that part of it when I was a kid. I used to hate it because, like, the days got greyer and colder. And then, you know, my birthday happens in autumn as well. And I was just like, oh, this is all a bit grim, isn't it? Like, we'd never have a birthday party for my birthday, which was like, let's go play outside. You know, it was like, ugh. It was freezing and it was grey and it was horrible outside. But anyway, winter is definitely on the way. And it felt poignant that the leaves were dropping as the Queen of England herself, metaphorically, dropped. Now, I know there's plenty of you listening in the UK. And uh, hold on to your hats. Hold on to your... Uh, there's, there's no slagging going to happen here, let me tell you. It was an odd time. But I personally, as an Irish Argentinian, I should be completely geared to, quote-unquote, hate the monarchy. But an actual fact, from my time living in the UK... And I think I think it's since Elizabeth came over to Ireland and visited as well. I definitely, and we all listen, 
We all have our issues with monarchy, with the history of it, with uh, the amount of money that it costs, and we, you know, all these things. Yes, I get it. I hear you. I hear all those arguments. But I actually, I had a good respect for for Elizabeth II. I'm not going to lie to you. I did. Because she's like anybody else, any other human being in the world. Like, we talk about equality, for example, when we're slagging off somebody else, when we shouldn't be because you can't really, you know, slagging off someone where they're from or, you know, all those different types of things that you kind of go, well, we shouldn't slag somebody off about that because they were just born into their situation, so they can't help that their situation. They can't help who they are. And with Queen Elizabeth, it's very much the same. 21, I watched that speech. I think she, oh no, the speech she made about dedicating herself to the role of sovereign when she was 21. I, I can't remember if it's, that was the exact age that she became queen as well. I think she might have been younger. But um, what a what a life. What a life that she had doing the role that she did. Now, I know, especially in Ireland, we are kind of raised to hate the idea of monarchy. However, part of my uh, study in philosophy when I was doing that over the course of lockdown was understanding the different types of societies that are built, how democracies were built, how um, libertarian philosophers came up with their ideas of how society should be run. And as part of that, I learned about the idea of Leviathan, as John, is John Hume put it? No, Thomas Hobbes, sorry, put it, Leviathan, his famous book, Leviathan, about how um, the Leviathan, he basically uh, is a metaphor. Uh, Leviathan was like, a, was like a monster. But in his book, on the cover of his book, Leviathan, it was basically this monster that was made up of tiny, tiny little people. And that was his idea of what the monarchy was. It was like this whole, um, the idea of the people together, united, make the sovereign, make uh, royalty, make the king or queen. And that's the idea, that they, they're there to serve the people. But, you know, obviously, back in the times of empires uh, and all that kind of stuff, it's a very different thing, you know. We were there to serve the king, and you know, or queen, and we're we're the you serve us. We're the highest of the class, and you're dirt, etc., etc., etc. But then you get to a point where, like the UK, um, you have this idea of the constitutional monarchy, where you have the monarchy that does represent the people, that is the sovereign representing the people, and yet you still have a democratic way of running the country, and that's the way the UK works. And there's something about the pageantry of it all. There's something about the the literal royalty of it all that I'm absolutely fascinated by. I didn't watch as much of the funeral and all that uh, stuff as I maybe would have liked, but um, it's fascinating. The time that went into it, the the way that the whole ceremonies, all the ceremonies, I mean, they literally went around the whole UK um, she, her body was brought from Scotland down to London, but at the same time, you know, the new king had to go around and um, see different parts of the country before the, the funeral happened. The bit where they, they, they stood at the, around the coffin and they took guard around the coffin, her children did, then her grandchildren did. The week of mourning. The way that the whole uh, of the United Kingdom reacted to the, the death of Queen Elizabeth II, I thought... It was quite an amazing thing. And again, I say that with the context of understanding that plenty of people, especially in Ireland, will have a, a, um, a, a, you know, 
a real hate for the for, for the monarchy, to be honest with you. There was something about the whole thing that I thought, especially that the times that especially the times that we live in now, isn't it wonderful to have something that unites people like that? Yes, there's all the political things that you disagree with with the monarchy and or what they may stand for, or what what you see them to represent. But ultimately, if you read the philosophy of where of the idea of a monarchy of what it's supposed to, they're supposed to be the queen is supposed to be a representative of the people. Essentially, a an idea that people can look up to and go, you are, you are a representation of the collective of us, of all of us together. And that's nice. I think that's a good thing. I think that aspect of it is a great thing. Because we don't have a lot of things in, in life that unite us like that. In Ireland, we live in a republic, which is about a democracy, which is anti the idea of having any one ruler to rule over um, people, which is great, and, and I agree with, and Republic started with the, the French Revolution in the late 1700s, but where the idea of the Republic came from, if you study the French Revolution, I wrote, I wrote a paper on the French Revolution, <laughs> it's pretty fucking brutal. The very first lefties who formed the Republic were pretty fucking brutal. They chopped literally each other's heads off. So the thing I like about the monarchy is the idea that it's a representation of the people as one together and it represents people. And that definitely works. Um, It definitely worked in the United Kingdom. The evidence is there, clear to see. A week of mourning and countless amount of people wanting to pay their respects to her and to the life that she led serving the people in the way, in the role that the monarchy was created to to serve the people in. And I thought it was a pretty... uh, Yes, it went on for a feckin' long time. Yeah, I get that, but... I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was really, really cool. And, uh, yeah, you wouldn't catch me... um, giving out stink um, about it. And there was plenty of... uh, Plenty of Irish crack online taking the mickey out of the, the death of Elizabeth. But also, I'd say... You know, the majority of all those people uh, have not done their historical research into the the notion of the 800 years of oppression. It doesn't take that much history uh, reading to realise that it's way more complicated than that. If you don't believe me, check out the Andrew Dorman uh, uh, podcast of Hello Steve Podcast, who is now a professor in UCD, I'll have you know. Go back and listen to the Andrew Dorman uh, episode and see how convoluted, how complicated the history of Ireland is in the relationship with England and the notion of 800 years of rule. As Andrew will clearly show you, there was plenty of times that they didn't want to be feckin' ruling us, but the Irish wanted to fucking stay part of it. So anyway, let's not get into that at the end of this episode. <laughs> so yeah, it's been um, it's been a fantastic week. It's been very busy. I am flat out at the moment. I am trying to be nice to myself and trying to get a balance at the moment because I'm definitely working a lot and I am not good at booking time off for myself and I'm not good at getting the rest when I need to get the rest. So I'm trying to get better at doing that. Um, I hope you guys are doing that as well. But thank you to everybody that we've been gigging to 
around Ireland at the moment. Last weekend, I was in Galway in what's known as the smallest comedy club in Ireland. Shout out to all the guys that came to that show. It was a bit of a wild one, wasn't it? It was a... I ended up staying on stage for a lot longer than maybe I was supposed to, but we were all having the crack, so we kind of just lost track of time. So that's um I think if you check them out on Instagram, you can you can follow them. If you're down in Galway, go down and check. I think they're on Thursdays, every Thursday. It's called the smallest comedy club in Ireland. Which I don't think I think that's controversial now. I'm not sure if it's as small as they're making out. But anyway. Full house, great crack. I love Galway. It's such great crack. And I'm back in Galway in the Town Hall Theatre with Days on the 7th. But then last weekend as well, we went to Ennis. We went to Glore in Ennis, which was the Friday night last week. Had a bit of crack there as well because I thought um, I got out there on stage and uh, started having the crack with the audience about stuff. And I was like, sorry, is Ennis posh? What happened to you? I didn't think Ennis was posh. I didn't think Ennis was like a little bit struck up. And then, of course, as one of the audience members uh, reminded me, well, it, well, it's culture night tonight. So, yeah, they were a bit struck. <laughs> I got them going in the end. Uh, and then we were in Thurless the following night, which was great crack as well. And thank you to everybody from those shows who signed up to the mailing list as well. I will be returning to these places with my own show when I go on tour as well. And this weekend, myself and Desmond are going to be tomorrow night, or sorry, tonight, as you're listening to this, Tonight, we are in Armagh Town, up in Northern Ireland, so I'll be interested to see how that goes. Um, I will definitely not be saying that I enjoyed the Queen's funeral up there. (laughs) Bandit country is what they call Armagh, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't understand what that means, Google IRA and bandit country, Armagh. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's where they used to hide when they were up to all sorts of shenanigans. And then on Saturday night, I'm very excited to be going to Drogheda. I love going to Drogheda. Always a bit of a wild bunch. Wild bunch. But I'm looking forward to that. We'll have the crack in Drogheda. And that's the one thing that I can tell you. I am going to be returning to that neck of the woods. Not Drogheda itself. I don't know yet. But I'll be going to Dundalk and the Spirits Store in March with my um, my, uh, hour. My show out. So that's already on sale. So you can get your tickets to that. And then, am I on Sunday? I'm Sunday night, I am on. If you're down in Cork, I am in the, I'm at the Ballycotton Comedy Festival, which is down in East Cork, which is not far from where I grew up in Middleton, in East Cork. I'm going to be down there, I'm going to be doing, uh, doing the Sunday evening, doing the closing gala, I'll be on with Deirdre O'Kane and Chris Kent. So I am really looking forward to, um, to that as well. And then, so it's a busy weekend ahead because tonight, as I'm recording this, it's Thursday night. I'll be in the Whale Theatre again with Grace um, in Greystones with Gerald Farley. So it's this weekend. This week has been fucking busy. Um, but yeah, it's good to be back uh, doing the gigging, and I'm grateful for it. I just have to book my days off. I'll take Monday off next week. Okay, thanks, ma'am. All right, I'll do that. And I think I think that's it for this weekend. Uh, for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the chats. Thank you for all your lovely messages about the relationship stuff. We will get Taron on. I had another idea of of um. I had written basically. I'd started. So what do you think about this? I, I don't know if I'm going to do it. I shouldn't be asking your opinion on it, but. I'm just thinking about it. I wrote a book in lockdown. I wrote the beginnings of a book and pitched an idea to a publishing company. And I read through it recently. I read through the manuscript of it recently. I just have, like, the first couple of chapters and uh, and an introduction of it written. And um, I was reading through it again. I was like, geez, this is, this is good crack. This is good. But um, I was thinking about reading some of it on the, on the podcast to you guys. Because obviously I have the narrator's voice that you'd really enjoy to listen to as well. 
But yeah, it's um, it's a comedic parenting memoir, basically. And um, I read through the introduction of it again today. I was like, I think the lads, lads and lassies would like that. It's a bit of crack. It is. It's a comedic parenting memoir. But anyway, we'll think about it. I might have to do some other editing on it before I... I, I do um, to read it out, but maybe, I don't know, maybe you'd like, you'd be into that. But anyway, keep sending me the messages on social media. Um, take it one day at a time. Enjoy the things that life has given you today. Even the challenges, there might be challenges, there might just be a bit of crack, or it might be life trying to tell you something. You never know. But don't be worrying about tomorrow. Isn't that what your man said himself? What's his name? Gandhi. Jesus, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, I hope you have a lovely weekend. I hope you've got your, your autumnal wear. You've got your, your gloves and your hats if you're in Ireland and you're keeping warm. I hope, you, I hope you're well wherever you are in the world. Have a lovely weekend and I'll chat to you soon. Peace and love. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.